You're listening to Leah and Alana watch The X-Files. Leah's seen it. Alana hasn't. I'm Leah. I'm Alana. Well, Alana, we made it to episode 10. Episode 10! This is a milestone. This, this is the marker that you said you would feel fully committed. How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, I feel committed. Do I believe that we're going to do all of the seasons? <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, it, it looks different at episode 10 than it did at episode one. Yeah, it's a, a, we have an actual idea of what we signed up for now. And, um, you know, we said from the beginning that it's a lot, but Jesus, it's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. I'm loving it. And I do at least believe we're going to make it through season one. That's, oh, that's yeah. what I feel at episode 10. We're definitely making it through the first season. I think maybe we just take it a season at a time. Or if you want, 10 episodes at a time. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, one day at a time, 10 episodes at a time. That's as far in advance as I can plan. Yeah, which is honestly understandable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, really, it's really hard to say that we will exist by the time we would be at season 11. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Since this is episode 10, and this is a big milestone for us, episode 10, I thought that maybe we could do something a little fun and tell our listeners how we know each other, since we Ooh. have never explained that. It's a freaking mystery, you guys. Um, Alana and I were assigned to um, work on the X-Files together um, at the FBI. Yeah, I was asked to debunk it uh, because they wanted to fire Leah. I was doing a lot of nonsense. Uh, Shockingly, um, Alana and I used to uh, do improv and and that is is how we met. a little different than the work they do at the FBI, but no, I would it's say the same. That, <laughs> a lot of things it's the same. I would say we had the same, we took it just as seriously as the FBI takes their work. We were extremely dedicated, uh, and like Mulder, mm-hmm. we did it even when we weren't assigned to. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, no time we ever performed had people asked for us to perform, I think. <laughs> Yeah, so we met, I think, like, almost six years ago now mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. We were Correct. doing improv, uh, and then we both lived in New York for a while, and now we're both other places, just living our lives, doing a podcast. Doing a podcast in the middle of the apocalypse, because, you know, that's what uh-huh. improv taught us, is to just do whatever you want. And specifically to not think about it. Yeah, and I think another big part is ignoring reality and creating your own reality, which is certainly what we are doing right now. We have our own world in here with our own rules. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? Maybe something fun to say that's a little bit spooky is that we have also learned that we have the exact same aura. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we we got a photo of our aura taken. Uh, as one does when one is like, maybe something's wrong with my life. Let me see if it's my aura. Um, mm-hmm. And they came out literally identical. 
Um, which we would have questioned, you know, maybe this place we went just wasn't very good. All of them came out this way, et cetera, et cetera. But we saw the people go before us and their auras were different from each other's and different from ours. Um, and the, and they were shocked. The, yeah. The guy who was explaining our auras to us, uh, could not wrap his head around why this had happened. Yeah, we got a very bad, um, I think, reading of them as well, because he was just so thrown off. He was like, there's just no way that I can do this. No, he didn't understand what was happening at all. This has never happened to them before. (laughs) I think that we need to do it again um, when we're allowed to go outside and see if we've maintained similar auras. Yeah, I can't tell what would be more scary to me. Uh, if they are still exactly the same or if they're different. I would hope that, like, the aura itself has, like, changed and it's, like, different colors, but that ours are still the same. Yeah, that would be great. (laughs) It's not, it's, ours is, like, a very, like, orange and red. Um, I didn't like it. I don't, I don't like those colors. Oh, see, I didn't mind it. I thought it was nice and warm. I really Um, wanted, like, a purple and, like, a blue, you know, more cool tones. Well, maybe this time. And maybe all we have to do is, like, manifest it. <laughs> yeah, I just have to think about those colors a lot, and then that'll change my aura. But you have to think about them also, so yeah. we change together. We will never, we will never know how or why this happened, but we will feel special because of it. <laughs> and I think that makes us perfect for doing a podcast together, because we're <laughs> essentially the same person talking about a show. Episode 10 is called Fallen Angel. In this episode, uh, in classic X-Files style, uh, Mulder is not on the case. Mulder is breaking into um, what he believes is a crash site of an alien spacecraft that the military is trying to cover up in northern Wisconsin. It is shocking to me what Mulder thinks he can do. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, he just, he has a lot of entitlement and he really thinks that he can just go anywhere and do anything that he wants to. He just, you know, breaks in basically by, um, I mean, he's kind of like checking the perimeters, you know, in one of those first few scenes. And then we see that he's, like, holding on to the bottom of, like, a military, uh, like, car tank. I don't know what you want to call it. And that's how he he got in. And I think that's a stretch. Um, But good for him, I guess. And, but, like, what does he think he's going to do once he's in there? That's how I feel. Every time I watch this, I'm like, Boulder, what's the game plan? Yeah, I think he also maybe has trouble planning out far in advance because his real thing is just, let me get proof and not, well, what do I do once I get proof? He hasn't thought that far ahead. Like, if the U.S. military is going to such extremes to cover this up, like, they've evacuated the town um 
even within the government, we learn that like they have a different lie going on for what it is, which is that it's like a, it was a Libyan jet shot down. Uh, everyone else thinks it's like a train was derailed. And he's like, no, they're going to be, they're going to be fine with me coming in to see what really happened here. Yeah. The first about 15 minutes of this episode, I really enjoyed because it was just Mulder, all dressed in black in the woods, just rolling around, somersaulting in the woods, like you said, (laughs) hanging on to the bottom of a Jeep, just like out in the woods, uh, trying to be incognito and it was it was fun for me to watch yeah uh I was curious how you felt about his leather jacket I liked it yeah yeah I liked it (laughs) good 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 he wore it quite a bit in this in this episode he did he did and I I have to be honest I feel like you're maybe going to be upset with me about this and probably some fans might be upset about this but it is 13 minutes into the episode before Scully shows up and I clocked it because when she shows up I'm like oh right Scully's in this show too like the first like one fourth of this of this episode I honestly didn't even realize she wasn't there because I was just enjoying Mulder rolling around in the woods so much this is the highest offense uh, that uh, I, I feel. Um, I'm not, I am not surprised to hear it from you, though. Um, <laughs> see, when I um, watched this, I was like, where the fuck is Scully? <laughs> and as I rewatched it again um, last night, my mom walked in the room. She goes, why isn't Scully with him? And I was like, because mom, Mulder's yeah. being bad. <laughs> Mulder snuck away. And then when he got arrested by the military, he had to call her to come save his ass because uh, nobody else would. And she, I gotta say, I mean, maybe you didn't enjoy it as much, but that first scene that she's in when she walks in and, and he's a, uh, in this military prison she just looks so disappointed i love it (laughs) yeah she looks really upset and i guess i i just want to be clear i don't not like scully i actually like (laughs) scully a lot i think my brain just kind of shuts off sometimes to everything else except what Mulder is doing and i'm not proud of that i mean you know the heart and love is it's hard to understand. <laughs> it's true. You you just your eyes see him and everything fades away. Yeah. It's true. And it's 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 a disservice to Scully because Scully is a great character. And uh, I'm definitely not arguing that she's not. She deserves more recognition by me, and I'm sorry I haven't been able to give it to her. We'll work on it. Yeah. Every episode, I'm going to specifically ask you what you thought of something Scully did, and then your brain will just become trained to pay closer attention to her. That would be helpful. I think I think that would help a lot. I do feel like this episode in general kind of writes Scully off a little bit, um, especially just in the way that 
Mulder treats her. Because, like, he's the one basically breaking the law, even though he works for the FBI. Um, And he is just, like, he's, he is, like, a madman in this episode. He is so convinced and so driven because he's so close, he thinks, you know, to being able to prove this or at least see it. And um, he goes a little, he goes a little too far. Yeah, well, this brings me to my big question about this episode, which is that, so Mulder gets caught spying on this uh, military secret and Sally comes and says that they're threatening to shut the X-Files down. And she's trying to save the X-Files. She's like, Mulder, what are you doing? Like, we have to stop this or they're going to shut this whole program down. Mm-hmm. Which confuses me because is she no longer trying to debunk the X-Files? Is that not a part of what... Did that just go away? Well, yeah. I, I guess I don't know that I have a necessary answer, but I have a note on this as well where I was like, she is like she is so concerned about this and you're right a few episodes she was brought on to debunk it and now she's like no no i have to keep doing this even though it's still there you know she's basically like i want to keep looking for the aliens that i don't know exist like i i don't i don't quite know but i think she's just like she's invested now and they haven't really like checked back in with like director Blevins and and the people that brought her on to do this so it's it's kind of like she's just acting on her own now like (laughs) I don't know that those orders went away or yeah not follow them yeah she cares more about keeping the X-Files alive than Mulder does. Mulder is kind of like, well, you know, it was going to happen sometime. Like, I'm surprised I lasted this long. Like, he's not as upset, but she's extremely upset. And I really do think, again, they don't tell us this, but she doesn't believe in most of the stuff that they're looking into. And it's really, I think, just about her valuing Mulder and wanting to keep something that's important to him alive. Yeah. I think it's both, because I, I mean, I agree, but I do think that she, you know, has seen just enough up to this point that now she's like, she's curious and she's a little invested in figuring out something, even if that means she figures out that it's not aliens and it's actually, you know, something else. But she's, I think she is, her curiosity has been piqued and now she... And now she's in. She got sucked in. And Mulder, I think, doesn't, (laughs) I feel like he doesn't care as much because he's clearly going to keep doing whatever he wants, even if it's not under the direction of the FBI, because he's already doing what he wants, not under the direction of the FBI. (laughs) He just has a badge right now, which like kind of helps him, but kind of doesn't. Like he just snuck into this site. This was not, he was not supposed to be there. It doesn't matter whether or not he's a government employee, he's going to continue his mission. Yeah. He also meets someone else there who is also in the military jail. 
who mm-hmm. has no jurisdiction. He's not a he's not a police officer. He's a member of <laughs> an organization like MUFON. He mentions MUFON, but it's not MUFON. It's NICAP, which I looked mm-hmm. up and is real. Yes. It's it's a real organization. But he mentions another one called, I think he says QFOs, which I'm assuming is like Q UFOs or something. Mm-hmm. Which I looked into and could not find. I don't think that one is real. <laughs> they they had to do a combination of of legitimate organizations and a couple made up ones specifically for the show. Um, yeah, that guy is Max Fennig, and he is in a later episode, so you can make note to remember him. Okay, well, spoilers because I-, I thought he died. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Well, no, he was abducted. But they say that they find, they, at the very end when oh, they're boy. interviewing Mulder, they say they find his body in a dumpster. Do you really believe that, Alana? I didn't know. I thought maybe the <laughs> aliens killed him. It's okay. It's a small spoiler. <laughs> Sorry. This is my question. It's okay. This is my question about Maxo. Because okay. Max is just like this alien hunter. Mm-hmm. And we come to find out that he was abducted earlier in his life, but he doesn't know it. And then the aliens abduct him again. But it's like, why are the aliens so obsessed with him? I don't get it. I, I, I don't want to give any more answers. <laughs> I already fucked up enough. <laughs> well, if you can just tell me that I, it, it becomes clearer later, that would be helpful. I think it, it kind of does. They, I think I guess what I can say is like, He's been tracking all of this for, like, a long time. Like, he even tracks, like, Mulder's work. Like, he knows, like, look at what his trailer looks like. Like, he has access to a lot of stuff that, um, that he shouldn't. And I do think the, the aliens know that he knows too much. Oh, he knows too much. Or has seen too much or, or something. But they, I think they go into a little bit more later and it becomes a little clearer. But it's not necessarily... Like, I guess it connects, but they don't really make it seem like it, like it does. Okay. You mentioned that he was tracking Mulder, which brings me to something that I enjoyed, which is that he, he's telling Mulder that he knows all about Mulder's work. He knows everything Mulder does. And Mulder is like, who, me? You're following me. I'm important. Um, and he <laughs> talks about, Max talks about some like published things that, that Mulder has put out into the world mm-hmm. under the pseudonym MF Luder. And Max is like, that's so easy to guess. Like, clearly that's you. And it's, he, he barely changed the letters for that alias. No, he just, he just moved them around a little. Just a tiny bit. Yeah. I guess because Mulder's used to everyone thinking he's crazy, he doesn't think that anybody's going to be paying attention. But like, dude, there's a lot of crazy people that believe in aliens. So I don't know. Why he thought that all of those organizations wouldn't be paying close attention for someone who actually works for the government that is, you know, investigating the same things that these, like, everyday people are looking into. Right. He's probably a hero to them. He's probably, like, their biggest celebrity. 
he would be a hero to me if, if this was a real man. I'd be like, there's a guy working for the FBI doing what? Yeah. <laughs> I really love when they come back from being in the military jail and Mulder's motel room is like destroyed or whatever's going on there. And then they find Max like hanging out the bathroom window. And before they can even see his face, just like his butt and legs hanging through the window, Mulder's like, Max? And I'm like, why? (laughs) Why does he recognize him? He's got a very, he's got a very distinctive butt. Yeah, I guess so. And yeah, and that's 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 the scene where, you know, he they go through the the pseudonym and all that and then he's like, "Ah, the enigmatic agent Skelly." And I'm like, "He knows everything about these people." <laughs> he sure does. He probably knows whether they're sleeping together or not. Oh, he definitely knows. That was he's tapped into something. He's tapped into their cell phone lines and absolutely keeps tabs on this. Yeah, for sure. At some point in this episode, Max also, he's like in his, his trailer and Mulder comes in and Max is having a seizure. Mm-hmm. And I know that, that um, when people have seizures, like sometimes they're like a little bit confused afterwards when they're coming out of it. But when he comes out of it, Mulder is like, you had a seizure. And Max is like, no, I didn't. That's impossible. But then he says he had a history of epilepsy. So he's like, oh, no, like, no, I couldn't have had a seizure, even though he knows he could have. I, get, I think it's just because I think he says, like, that he hasn't had a seizure in, like, 11 years or something. I think he's probably in denial in some way. But then he also says, like, as you said, like, I get the, like, confusion that people are in. But he says that every time he's had a seizure, it's like he doesn't remember any of it and he doesn't know where he is. And that is terrifying to think about. Yeah, it's really scary. He Didn't he ask, like, who Mulder was when he, or, like, where am I or who are you or something when he came out of it? I was like, oh, Lord. Yeah, I think so. You know what else is pretty scary? That uh, weird incision behind his ear. Yeah, he falls asleep and Mulder looks behind his ear and finds a weird incision that relates to incisions he's seen on other people in the X-Files before. But it is a very strange thing to kind of, he kind of like pulls his ear back while he's sleeping. (laughs) Yeah, you would assume he just caught his eye, but I also think maybe Mulder just like checks people's ears uh, for anything that may, or like any part of them that may connect to like alien abduction um, markings that he knows. Yeah, I would believe that. Especially with this guy. Like, I'd check too. I'd be like, listen, something's up. This guy's seeing some shit, and I would not doubt his abduction. When Mulder is kind of looking over the files of other people who have that incision, he's (laughs) wearing his glasses, and I took a note that he's wearing his glasses. And I wish that there was a way that I could make this interesting. It simply (laughs) is not. But every time... That I see him wearing his glasses. I'm like, glasses. And I write it down. <laughs> see, I, I I have the same note, but of course. Um, but I also noted that I really like the purple polo that he's wearing. Oh, yeah. That was it's nice. just like, it's a great, it's like a, this is a very casual Mulder episode. Like, I don't think he wears like a suit like he normally does until the end. And it's quite something. 
Well, because he's not on the job, so he's just no. wearing his regular clothes. He is not at all on the job, and we cannot stress that enough. Um, the actual alien in this episode is quite intriguing to me, because yeah. it, it appears to just be invisible, mm-hmm. first of all, um, unless you're looking at, like, an infrared camera, and then burns people? Yeah. I was kind of curious if it's related to the aliens from, like, what was it, episode four, where uh, the girl is abducted, and those aliens, like, singe all the trees, and the guy's ear gets burnt off. You know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, that's certainly possible. Those ones were just more reckless, and this one was, like, very specific with its burning. Yeah, this alien was really fucking people up. And again, it just made me think... Which I guess now that we've talked about it, I know it's just true for the whole series of the show, but aliens are bad. They're not nice. Yeah. They're, they're, they're burning people. They're just killing people left and right. I do think we got a sense of like, I think you had asked previously, like why Mulder is so, you know, into finding them if they're so evil. And he kind of makes the point in this episode to the guy in the military. And he's like, you know, what do you expect? Like you're hunting it like an animal. Um, and that's why it's lashing out. So I think, I almost think that Mulder thinks that he, because he has a background in like profiling and, uh, like a psych background that he thinks he can get in, like understand the mindset of an alien. If only he had the opportunity. And I'm just, I'm just not sure that, that that would work out because yes, they are hunting this alien, but I think it was gonna do that anyway. Yeah, I don't know if he's really gonna gain a lot of insight from trying to profile the aliens, (laughs) but I assume he's gonna keep trying. Yeah, oh for sure. Now this brings me to the, I mean, we never go in order here, but you know the scene in the hospital after they have hunted the thing and then they're like, oh it disappeared and then it burned like five of the military guys that were hunting it Uh and they're in the hospital and the doctor just like tells Scully that she's gonna help them because she said that she you know was a medical doctor with a forensic medicine background and I was like I just think that's I mean good for her for helping but like she does not have to do that yeah no she definitely doesn't and I also don't know it seems like uh, maybe it's not legal for her to do that. Like, I know <laughs> that she graduated med school, but she never, like, sh- I don't know that she has a medical license to, to practice medicine in the hospital. I think, well, she did a residency. She said she did her residency in forensic medicine. Okay. So I, I don't know for sure, but I think if you've done a residency, then you're, you know, allowed. But it also, like, she doesn't, she doesn't work there. She hasn't practiced in how long? Mm-hmm. And now she just has to like help treat burn victims all night long. She comes back, tells Mulder that like all of them but two died. And he just doesn't give a shit that she has got to be in emotional distress right now. Like he is just like, okay, well, what do you think of this and Max was abducted and it's like well give her a minute yeah she really is going through a lot like she comes back in the morning after having been up all night being a doctor seeing many people die 
and Mulder is just very casually like, oh, how was being a doctor? And she's like, yeah, it fucking sucked. Things are not good. And meanwhile, she's still trying to get him to listen to her. And it's like, we got to get on a plane. We got to go back to DC. They're going to shut the X-Files down. Like, why don't you care? And he's still not listening. No, not even at all. I don't know what he thinks is going to happen. Like, he thinks within, like, the next 24 hours, he's going to overrule the military and, like, (laughs) figure out what's actually going on and prove that Max was abducted. Yeah, I don't think he cares. He seems to care very little about the consequences because he he just thinks it's going to be worth it if he could just, like, accomplish what he wants to accomplish, which I'm unclear on what that is. Yeah, I think he's unclear on what that is. Blinded by his ambition. He is. I also have a note where at the um, end when they, you know, eventually do get back to, they're at like, you know, their subcommittee meeting where they're being interviewed about what happened and why this was not okay, which this one, as I told you, they will eventually be questioned about their actions Uh, And this is kind of the first time we actually see some consequences for the way that they behave, but it's mostly Mulder. Um, And Scully is like trying so hard to defend him. And they're basically like, no, no, you don't get to comment. And then Mulder goes in and just screams at them. Like he's Mm -hmm. just yelling about the fact that like the government is wrong and this is aliens. And then he says one of my favorite lines of the episode where he says, no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. And it's just so beautiful. And yet, why is he doing this? Like, <laughs> yeah, beautiful words spoken by an idiot. Like, who he <laughs> doesn't know he, what he's doing. I get where he's coming from. But like, if this was like your, your job, you don't go in and yell at the people that can take it away from you. <laughs> Right. And he also, before he goes in there, he talks to Scully in the hallway a bit. And he, again, this is where he's like, you know what, Scully, it's fine. Like this had to end sometime. I'm surprised I lasted this long. So he already believes that they're going to fire him and this is going to be over. And he's he's just like, yeah, he's very resigned to it. And is joking around with her about it. And she's like, fuck you. (laughs) She's like, maybe you don't care, but like, this is my job. Like... (laughs) Yeah. Another way that uh, Mulder disrespects Scully in this episode that I took note of, and it must be really bad if I'm even noticing it, but the aliens abduct Max and Mulder finds him in this warehouse with the aliens there too, but he's trying to save Max and Scully is with him. And the military shows up like very heavy military presence shows up with like guns and tanks and they're like ready to fight and Mulder just waves Scully away and is like essentially like you go deal with it so he's in with Max and she just like walks out to deal with the heavy military presence like they very easily could have just like immediately attacked her yeah he was truly blinded by whatever the fuck it was he was trying to accomplish and gives no shits about anyone around him um apparently aside from max who is like you know the number one person in his life in this episode that he must save and protect at all costs 
Um, even if it means sacrificing Scully. Like, he, he says nothing to her. He literally just picks up his hand and waves her off. Like, yeah. you go deal with the, the armed men outside alone. It's incredibly disrespectful. I mean, I guess there is supposedly an argument that he trusts her to, to handle this, but at the same time, fuck him still. <laughs> I don't remember if it was in this episode. I thought I wrote it down, but maybe I'm confusing episodes and it actually happened in another episode and we already talked about it. But when they're in the warehouse, I think the military is looking on like infrared screens of inside the warehouse to like see how many people are inside the warehouse. So they show an infrared image of like Mulder and uh, Max and the alien, but they don't know it's an alien. They just think there's three people in there. And I think it was in this episode where when they show the infrared Mulder's uh, groin area is very red. Like it's, it's, it's emitting a lot of heat from, from his groin area. Yeah, I think that is this one. And I think that that just really tells us all that Mulder is hot for aliens. Yeah, it's interesting that I wrote that or note Max. down. <laughs> it's interesting that I wrote that note down and then deleted it. Because at some point I must have been like, mm, no, that, that's not podcast material. But you know what? You did text it, it to me. Maybe that's Maybe what you're that's thinking. that's what I did. You sent me a screenshot of it, and you were like, I just want to point out. And I was like, okay, there's so much going on at this point in that episode, and that is why you're focusing on <laughs> Like, Max is, like, momentarily, like, suspended in air. The military, like, bombs the side of the warehouse to get in, which they do not need to do. And Alana's like, oh, my God. Holder's groin is showing up really red on the infrared. Oh, I forgot I took a screenshot of it. Uh, that <laughs> makes me happy. Oh, I'm surprised it's not your phone background. I love your opinion on, um, I think it's like the last scene of the episode where Deep Throat is talking to the guy that ran the um, subcommittee meeting for Mulder and Scully. And Deep Throat is kind of defending bending Mulder and like why they should keep the X-Files open because it's like his whole life but then he says something about keeping your enemies closer and I'm still unsure if he was referring to like Mulder as their enemy or this guy as his enemy and I just wanted to know what what your takeaway was or if you had questions that I cannot answer clearly. (laughs) Yeah well it doesn't uh make me feel good that you don't know the answers to this because that means they don't clear it up later. Well, they might and I just might not remember. (laughs) My understanding of this was, so the subcommittee meeting happens and they all want to vote. They all do vote to get rid of Mulder and X-Files, which is what they've wanted for a long time. But Deep Throat, whatever his position is, which I don't know what his position is, denies it. So he overrides them and keeps Mulder in his job. And this guy comes to him and is like, why did you do that? Like, this was our chance. This is what we've been working towards. We could have gotten rid of him. And Deep Throat says essentially what you said earlier in the episode, which is, well, whether Mulder is with us or not, he's going to be looking into these things. So it's better that we have him close to us so we know what he's doing. So when he says, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer, 
my understanding was that he was talking about Mulder and that he's actually some kind of like double agent here who's getting close to Mulder just to make sure Mulder doesn't ruin any of their secrets is, right. is what it seemed like to me. I think you're, you're correct. And I think hearing someone else explain it was able to, to make me realize how it does connect later on. I have something to say, and I'm not sure that I should, but I don't think it's that big of a deal to say. But I, I think it's kind of like Deep Throat deciding to act as an informant to Mulder ensures that Mulder doesn't know anything that they don't already know. And they're kind of able to control, like, because he's the one that told, like, talks to him about the, like, they kind of show a flashback towards the beginning about this crash. Yeah. Uh, And he's the one that tells him about it. So, like, they're ensuring that he does what they want him to. But I think Mulder's not aware that they're doing this on purpose. Like, they're not really helping him, but it seems like they are. Right. I think that was my main question. Like, I I got what was happening in that scene, but then I I don't know that I understood. Is Deep Throat playing Mulder, or is Deep Throat playing the other FBI guys, and he's actually helping Mulder and telling them he's not? Or is he not helping Mulder, but making it seem like to Mulder he's helping him? I don't know. I don't know what side Deep Throat is on is where I'm at. Well, I think that this just plays into, you know, the idea of trust no one. That's all I'll say. This has been really fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying that like I'm done. I'm like, we've done 10 and this has been fun. And I think it's time for us to, to close down. (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't tell if you were talking about this in general, about (laughs) this specific episode, just about life you know? <laughs> not about life. I would not say that about life. Our um, six years of friendship. Yeah, this has been, this has been fun. This has been fun. I, I would say that about the six years of friendship, about the podcast in general, and about this episode, I think. Those Great, are, perfect. I was saying it about all of those at once, and uh, I thought that you would get that since we have the same aura, but mm. sometimes, sometimes we have to clarify. Yeah, sometimes. Let's convince everyone that um, we can communicate telepathically. <laughs> okay, but we can. <laughs> Remember that one time you had a dream about the thought that I was having? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was fucked up. <laughs> that was scary. So, I mean, we're already there. We just have to practice it more. We're going to strengthen our powers. Um, and then we're going to figure out how to record our episodes without saying anything to conserve yes. energy. Yes. <laughs> Mulder would be proud of us. Oh, yeah. Oh, he would be fascinated by us. That's our dream, really. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's my dream to win the approval of a fictional character from 27 years ago. Yes. For the um, 10th time in a row, aliens, please, for the love of God, things are getting worse. Please come get us. We are so scared. Woo! <laughs>